When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about episode 16. It's the season finale titled Certain Doom. Aaron, how was the doom for you? I tell you, it's almost got that new episode smell to it. We're to an era of The Walking Dead that's not like an ancient history. This just premiered last October. We're not a year behind anymore. Like, yeah, it's it's like it's it's still got that that new new smell to it that new, you know, uh, fresh face zombie smell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like like when you walk out into a zombie and you're covered with guts, except for you got a bright, shining face um, mm-hmm. because the hero actors don't you don't want to put guts on their face. Like that's what that's what this episode is like. Oh, yeah. I feel so uh, fresh. I might as well take down my hood. Might as well take off yeah. my mask. Yeah. Camera loves it. Camera loves it. Yeah. Uh, this this episode was pretty good. I think that like a lot of the last few episodes of this season, it felt like it was a little rushed in the connections. And if like it just it does, it feels like there's an episode, there's an order you could have shuffled these episodes where everything hit a little bit better because some of that stuff with Gabe were in the beginning where he's like, children, let me tell you about the four fingers. I th- I thought he was going to go God with the thumb. <laughs> I thought Father Gabe was going to go God with the thumb, and I was, I was like, okay, all right, all right, I get it, you're a priest. But he goes with mm. the the others, the people that are outside the wall, and he starts ticking off people, and we're like, I, I kind of, who the fuck is, is this that Casey dude from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Like, that's that's Kevin Murphy from from The Leftovers. I, I vaguely remember him and his uh, whack, whack nut job military base escapades but yeah i felt like some of that stuff could have landed a little bit better the return of maggie oh yeah um, could have landed better but yeah on the whole uh <laughs> like preparation h it feels pretty good mm-hmm. uh i i thought that the uh, their visual of the zombie waterfall was cool and is a is a, a neat way to dis- dispose of the herd i thought that uh beta's death felt very thematic and cool um, even as it also felt kind of abrupt and, um, you know, ar- arbitrary, uh, and this, the, the stuff between Carol and, and Lydia and K- especially Carol and Daryl really, uh, hit. And it's funny because like, I've been complaining about knowing about the Carol and Daryl thing, the spinoff series. I, I, I ventured into the post episode discussion on r slash the walking dead. And I guess this was public knowledge. I'm shocked. That AMC announced that the, there's a Carol and Daryl spinoff before the season finale. Well, they've done this Holy before. Fuck. I, I can't remember the I exact know. instance, but they have broken spoilers, like major spoilers in the teasers I, for their episodes and shit. Sure. And, and in like and, and, the 
you know, behind the scenes production uh, stuff several times. I thought Kang could get on bended knee and with tears and eyes say, please, please don't fucking cut the nuts no, of man. our story out. The like, money machine has to churn. It has to churn. It would churn. But the thing is, they need to realize the crank will go even faster <laughs> if know. they actually support the storytelling and keep people in suspense yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Like long term, you know, just wait a week or two before you announce and that the money machine is also on Q4 autopilot. 2022 series is going to hit, you know? No. Also on autopilot, uh, the money machine does what it wants, man. Yeah, it waits it's a, for it's no a damn story. shame. It's a damn shame because like uh, that's my only other criticism is that I was honestly there's mm-hmm. a couple points where like, again, I've been worried, scared. You guys know I've been scared to death with Jerry, right? And they kept on cutting back to him looking fearful in the crowd. I'm like, he's going to he's the biggest guy. He's going to get eaten. He's a fucking barbecue. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Gabe, you know, when he's dick and I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. What was Gabriel known for being a cowardly shit and refusing to protect his flock? Here is the man of the cloth going down a shotgun in hand. Like, I don't like it because I, li- I actually like Gabriel, but this feels like a fucking arc. Yeah. You know who died in this episode? What's her face from Oceanside? <laughs> right. The person who's gotten Beatrice. zero screen time this season. I literally only know her name because someone screamed yeah. it as she died. You know, right. like uh, I, I felt like, you know, I, they it's, it's not like I, I've, I've got people I'm eager to see di- dead, but that's what this show needs. Like every once in a while, someone has to die or the tension's gone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, it worked for me. What do you think? Uh, I'm mostly of the same opinion. I, I think it was it was. Uh, decent finale, but they commit, you know, several crimes over the course of it. Uh, crimes of stupidity and in some cases, crimes of just like a rule of cool uh, sort of nature in other instances. Like, they several times in this episode, they just break their own rules about guts. They break their own rules yeah. about skin masks. They break their own rules about talking around walkers. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe when it actually started raining. I'm thinking like, oh, boy, I hope it doesn't rain because we remember what happened when it rained last time they used guts right back in season two. Mm -hmm. Uh, That shit just washes off. And then it started fucking raining in this episode uh, after they were already out there with the guts on them. And it didn't seem to phase the guts one bit. And I'm like, do you think it's a Nicotero style rain where it's like, fuck, we really don't need to rain, but it's raining and we got the shooting here and we got to do it. Or do you because like, yeah. That that felt like something that should have happened and didn't. Yeah. I mean, they break their own in rule uh, in universe rules. They do it with, uh, you know, the talking. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, silly at at times. And man, I can't tell you how silly the entrance of Maggie is uh, with that fucking Ninja Turtles. Like you said, the. I I don't know what those weapons are, the the meat hooks. uh, Mm-hmm. I don't know what she's what he or she is rocking. I assume that's Georgie under there. Like this, this is just her with a mask. Uh, I think it's unironically just Casey Jones. It's just, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the, who's the guy that wrote this whole what, Kirkman Kirkman, just like paying tribute to uh, the the original like uh, black and white graphic. Yeah. Comic book novels could be, uh, but it was definitely stupid. Did that character yeah. looks real stupid uh, in and a hoodie I, you know, and like face I, mask. 
also like i i think we rolled pretty well with the princess you know she's a she's uh-huh. a pretty strong brew pretty strong taste like and then they hit you right again with casey jones well and, then they uh, hit you with the fucking stormtroopers at the end man and i lost my <laughs> shit they look so dumb i yeah did you i actually thought they looked cool i think they look stupid in this universe they mm. look stupid i i don't know like where hey, do they get this stuff? No, they zo- manufacture no it themselves. Yeah, I think we found we found the bigger fish. Eugene's talking. I think that's going to be the central tension of next year. Is like Eugene's talking to mess about. We're going to find people and assimilate them into our <laughs> way of life. Well, what happens if someone finds and wants to assimilate you, Eugene? I I guess the better uh, question is not how did they assim- or how did they manufacture this armor themselves, but why did they manufacture this armor themselves? There's plenty of body armor out there the, the, we've made tons of body bright. armor as a society you can go out and you can and find the bright it. white color yeah uh, it feels very comic booky yes yes and dumb i don't know i want uh i either want this show to be ridiculous or uh, you know more serious uh and it doesn't want to be either it wants to be somewhere in the middle and so i laugh at the stupid things they do and i enjoy some of the better things they do which there were things in this episode that i liked uh like he said the daryl and carol stuff was definitely hitting home for me uh the carol and lydia stuff i'm really glad that when they had lydia you know reconnect with carol she was saying look i don't i don't want a mommy i i definitely yeah, don't want you to be off. my mom because i don't want to die and i've heard all about your kids <laughs> and their fates and i don't want that for myself so please don't be my mommy uh-huh uh-huh uh yeah that's pretty Mama good muerte over here um and I, beta's I, death. I, I really I like, I like beta's death a lot yeah and i like the i actually like beta negan challenge or the the, the yeah. start of it like negan we we <laughs> joked about like what it would be like if negan is in full negan but whisper mode and to start off with the hey shithead <laughs> i just fucking loved it and yeah. it's, it's negan wearing his mask it's it's it was pretty funny it got me it got he me. gets I his like ass that. just immediately kicked which is what you expect right uh, sure sure yeah beta's a lot beta's a lot yeah. um I guess in the comics that Beta is stylized as a famous basketball player. And oh, I don't know yeah. if it's like famous in universe like uh, uh, Tyrese, because he was like an Atlantic Atlanta Falcon, I believe, football player. Huh. Um, well, like they made, made him up or like I because I, I was seeing people meme about it. And like I would believe that like maybe I don't know, Shaquille O'Neal and or LeBron James uh, lended their likeness because they're a big Walking Dead fan. But the reveal of this giant dude being a famous basketball player, and I guess it goes pretty much the comic where like Negan's like, "Did you recognize this guy?" But Daryl being like, "Yeah, he's a, he's nobody." Uh, I thought that was I don't I don't know whether yeah. he just hates uh, what a f- Half Moon, You're not yeah. a Half Moon fan. He's probably not. A, I don't know. Daryl strikes me. He's got to be a country music guy, right? If he listens to any music, he probably listens to country. I mean, they could do metal, like you know, like yeah. uh, they could go either way. There's a uh, uh, southern rock. He could be a Skinner fan. True, true. But either way, yeah, he's but a nobody now. All that stuff I thought worked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's that. Uh, why don't we get into the recap? But let's take a little break first. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we start off with the survivors preparing for the approaching horde. Gabriel tries to comfort some scared children with his fingers, making some point about how they're stronger together with the help of other people on the outside. Virgil goes to Oceanside, but no one's there. They find some crazy maniac with Maggie um, who also like finds a letter and meets up with Aaron and Boston Rob. Um, mm-hmm. And then Beta tells his army to begin as thousands of walkers approach the hospital from all sides. And I do mean thousands. There are 10, f- five to 10,000 at least here. I don't think 10 because that was the full strength herd. But five, yeah, I'd believe three to 5,000 for sure. Well, they went and they rounded up a whole bunch more. So I don't. No, oh, I don't that's know how many there are. It looks like a shitload. Like I, I, I always, when I think of like numbers of people in my mind, I compare it to the congregation that I grew up around mm, uh, in yeah. church. And that was like 250-ish in that uh, space. I just think, mm-hmm. I, then I like paste that space onto the crowd many times over. I'm thinking, there are a lot of those congregations there. <laughs> if everyone I knew and loved as a zombie kid, witnesses, yeah, yeah, was a zombie, <laughs> there would be at least five thousand of them. Ah, the witnesses are right. We're all gonna walk eternally on on the earth, uh, sure, forever and ever. Uh, I did you find it vaguely menacing? Father Gabriel's speech to the children. I did because when he gets on the knees and he's like, and, and he started like, he's like, oh, this doesn't look like anything, does it? But now it's a vicious weapon, right. and it's going to be shoved right in your fucking face if you don't shut the fuck up and get in the claw. Like <laughs> exactly, it's, he's got... <laughs> and then we started with the the here's the, the here's the fingers, here's the thumb, here's the steeple, here's the people. <laughs> I, I thought sure the thumb was going to be God, but the thumb is Virgil. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Maggie Lassen, and her uh, crazy ass Virgil, Maggie and Casey Jones, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Aaron, and that, that's the other thing. I thought they did uh, this. Also, felt a little rushed. Like they could have used some because last we saw Rob and Bo- uh, Boston, Rob and Aaron completely surrounded, and like I think we could have afforded like a scene of like Casey Jones falling upon these guys with his hooked machetes <laughs> and starting to. Like, like, cause it just, they like, in the, like Aaron and Boston Robert just totally kicking ass. And I'm like, how the hell did this happen? And they pan over and it's Casey Jones. I'm like, well, how the hell did this happen? That's not, that's not an answer to any of my questions. You can't just, you can't just yada, yada Casey Jones showing up in this universe. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I guess Casey Jones is with Maggie and Maggie found these notes and started heading back like a while ago. Uh, it feels like the Georgie experiment went bad. 
like do you i, I mean i don't oh, know like, so? she feels like a frontier she feels she looks like uh you know medicine dr quinn medicine woman here mm-hmm. uh but also, they were sending her letters. So how are they sending her? Um, I didn't, and why, yeah, I, I also didn't know the time. Like it was like you know they sent these letters and just took time mm-hmm. to get to, across to Georgie Express. Uh, and and then if uh, if Georgie's thing is actually going well, all she's got is Casey Jones. Like, can Georgie not have a small detachment of people that go? You know, I I don't know. Yeah. Again, a lot more questions than than I got answers, uh, especially when it comes to Maggie. I mean, I think but, that um, I think they've just been like touring the countryside in a VW minibus, right? Like her and Georgie, maybe. and this is Georgie. I'm definitely convinced that this is Georgie under the mask. <laughs> it could be, it could be, but I do like the heroic uh, Maggie reading the letter and like looking up into the middle distance with furrowed brow mm-hmm. and grim resolve, like she's going to come ride and save save Hilltop. Oh yeah. Um, I also so, love yeah. Gabriel just getting housed by shitty bow girl, man. It's like <laughs> fucking, I don't, I don't know. Body checked in a way that like, uh, huh, yeah. Uh, huh. <laughs> it was hilarious. Uh, also, I couldn't help but thinking when he's doing the fingers and he's saying like this fifth one will rain down on your head, like the wrath of God on these uh-huh. children that also beta is stronger together and he has a lot more together. Uh, he's got That's like true. ten thousand of them. There are shitload of walkers out there, uh, but they're like they're like uh, fingers that have gone numb and you can't control directly. You know, like uh, you can't. It's it's like getting slapped, slapped with a with a with a Novocaine injected hand versus a, a nice clinched Father Gabriel fist. Yeah, it's true. Uh, okay, next scene is Eugene <laughs> crashing his bike apparently and landing on his stupid head. And then he calculates, look, uh, I broke the bike. We can't make it there in time. So he just, he suggests they turn back. And Zeke changes his mind with a speech, as always mm-hmm. happens. And they begin repairing yep. his bike, I suppose. Yeah, a good point. Like, look, man, she's at least as thirsty for you as you are for her, from what I could tell. And, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure the implication is you better be there or else. But also you're traveling a long distance. This is a zombie fucking a comp, but this is like, you know, if it's the Oregon fucking trail, you would give a couple days of slop time for something like this, let alone the zombie apocalypse. So like, I, I thought they did a good job of talking him off of his little emotional cliff that he had walked off onto. Um, there, I also, yeah, the, go ahead. They're treading this line. Is that, is that it? Is it like, Hey, Eugene, we know you're thirsty. She's probably thirsty too. It, it, because, like, are we on just a, a horny mission here? Is that what's happening? Or are these people along with him t- to find some other survivors to help their communities See, that's and the build thing. bridges I, and that? Because I, I felt like they did a, a very bad job of explaining everyone's motivations for being on this mission. Because yeah. uh, I thought it, everyone understood that Eugene really was lonely, wanted to reach out to this person. And, you know, this is kind of like his cover, his fig leaf of like, oh, well, you know, also it could be this isn't an entirely selfish mission. This could also help, but which is true. I mean, definitely right? Eugene is on a horny mission. Uh, right. But, but everyone like, yeah, they're now like, oh, the fate of the colonies depends on us. And even Gabriel's talking that way. Yeah. Like, oh, we're kind of dependent on this fifth thumb. That's that's kind of Eugene out there. And I didn't feel like they did a 
a very good job of of launching that. It, like again, everything, a lot of the things in the last three or four episodes felt like there was a scene or two missing. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, before we move on, what did you think of uh, like the delusions of Beta? They're getting like stronger, and they're in like the 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 like the zombie chorus is turning around and talking right to him. Like, well, we yeah, are it's ready, alpha, right? and then our you know it's like. like uh, yeah, all, all this stuff is like Alpha talking to him like we saw last episode. I think the effects have kicked in more, right? There's like a kind of time jump loss of perspective thing that they're doing with him, which I thought was cool yeah. visually. I thought it was really cool, too. Um, I just thought that like it is a little bit uh, 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 jarring to me to see like, you know, we are the end of the world and he, he did tones begin. I thought that something awesome was going to happen. But they're just still milling around the outside. Yeah. Like there was never like the, I the, everything kind of felt disconnected. Like later there'll be like an attempt to force their way into the stairwell. But that never that, that didn't feel like what what precipitated that? Because like Beta says something like get that circle the herd tighter. But then I, I don't know. Like but but like when he says begin like I never understood. And that was one of the chief yeah. frustrations. We talked about this. The fact that we didn't know. Until midway through the episode, mm-hmm. what the fucking survivor's plan was, I had no idea what Beta's plan is. And maybe he's just a crazy person, you know, flinging his strength at the thing. And, but, like, I didn't even get that. He's, like, still milling around, kind of waiting for inspiration or waiting to see if it's time to begin. Then he begins. But what did he begin? Like, I, I, I don't know. I felt like there wasn't any yeah. real ebb and flow to, like, oh, he's pushing defenses. The defenders push back. Um, yeah. yeah. All of it came from the, the human side, uh, which... I I thought that part of it was good. I was interested when, you know, they were waiting into the crowd uh, or into the horde and, you know, Beta's noticing that they're sniping out his guys. And so he says, you know, the tighten, tighten the horde or whatever and providing cover for them. I, I thought all that stuff was good. But yeah, you're right. Like when he says begin. More of the same happens. What, That's what not a beginning, beginning of beginning, anything. Yeah. No. Um, and for, yeah, well, I'll, I'll save the other commentary for later in the episode. But that, yeah, it's a constant like I don't understand the the ebb and flow of this particular battle. And that's crucial. Yeah. Like one of the reasons right. that, like Helm's Deep and Lord of the Rings work so well is you have the lead up. You have the army advancing. You have the inciting event. You have the initial attack. You have the defenders trying, like they're clearly trying to do something. They're trying to hold a breach. Do this. They're falling back. They're falling to this wall. They're falling to the next wall. Like you, you constantly, you know, kind of like what the stakes are. But here, it's like there's a shit ton of zombies outside. There's no zombies inside. There's a trickle of zombies inside. Is that a huge problem? Uh, yeah, yeah. So. I wish they'd done a little bit better job with it. I, this actually, there was only, there was a standard size. I felt like this is the one that could have been an hour long mm-hmm. and no one would have complained. Uh, let me ask you one more question about this scene uh, with Eugene. The spear. How badass is that spear actually? Did, I don't know what it's it? made out of. Probably like, it almost metal. looks like it's made out of white plastic, <laughs> well, or almost like, certainly I, made yeah, out of plastic on the set. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what? What? What do you think about it? I thought I was underwhelmed by the spear. Like her saying, "I gotta go back." I got like, guys, I have the coolest fucking spear you've ever seen back here. Let's just go back for it, and then we can be on our way. They wasted time going back for the spear. Gotta sure. say, and it wasn't even that cool. 
It looks like a garden trowel with a long handle. Yeah. yeah. She can dig a mean shithole with that thing. She Fast, can. She's, faster than you'd believe. She can die. She can dig a camp latrine like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Like like a like a prairie dog digging a den. She just and it's, it's ready to go. All right. Uh, let's move on to Carol finding out the Michonne went off to help some people. Uh, pretty vague. Yeah. Yeah, it was Carol. Uh, also, Daryl thinks he won't see her again. And Carol reminds him that, hey, I'm still here. Which <laughs> has kind of lost its shine over the last few episodes. With her being all mm-hmm. psychotic and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything on that scene or should we keep going? I guess I'm not sure what scene we're on. I the stairwell uh, scene where they're just kind of walking down the stairs and it's right before they go over the plan for. Okay. Okay. Um, no, then no such such as it is. All right. Well, let's talk about the plan then. Um, you you got the whole community, all of the communities crucially kind of gathered around and going over the plan one last time. They want to use a wagon to pie piper the zombies away uh, and over a cliff. And unfortunately, Oceanside doesn't trust Lydia enough to go on a mission with her. So she's got to stay inside. Um, it, it, that's kind of this entire scene. They, they, they basically, they want to lead the horde away and then rendezvous somewhere else. And the radio is the key I like, component. I like how everyone here is undermining Gabe's fist analogy because he's like, you know, we've got Oceanside and the people of the kingdom and Hilltop and, and that thumb uh, is Lydia. Pay attention, the two of these communities don't even exist anymore. And, right. we got, and then it's like uh, Oceanside's like, uh, excuse me, fuck this particular person. Then like mildly competent bow girls like, excuse me, Carol, you're a fucking psycho and we still hate you for destroying Hilltop. Mm-hmm. And it's like two of these fingers are broken, man. Uh, and the other fing- finger, the, the other two fingers kind of hate each other. You mm-hmm. got the middle finger and a pinky finger. What are you going to do with that? You can't even split them together. They're, they're, this has got to be right. illegal. This has got to be an illegal symbol I'm making. <laughs> Cause I don't like <laughs> that's, it. That's, that's some kind of hate crime. Yeah. That we're, we're, we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, am I in a gang? But, now? uh, <laughs> yes, you, you certainly are. You're in the, you're in the father, you're in the FGs, the father Gabriel's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, so, but that none of that stuff actually goes anywhere. Cause Carol literally is like competent bow girl. I hear you, but also don't got time for this right now. And that's it. That's it. And by mm-hmm. the end, everyone's kind of like, you know, Negan still throughout this episode has got the shtick of like, Oh, they're never going to forgive us. We're all doomed, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to still act heroic because that's the way to go. Um, yeah again if there's a longer episode it would have been interesting to see if there was like some you know back and forth on this like if Lydia could actually do something I mean to impress the group if if uh, you know people not trusting Carol was uh, um, honestly that's the other thing is like yeah I know Carol has to live because of the spinoff but boy thematically she kind of should have died yeah right yeah Um, you know but but like the fact that that none of that actually caused any kind of troubles whatsoever um, or didn't complicate the plans at all um, was a was a missed opportunity. I thought they set it all up beautifully and it makes sense, but they didn't use it. Uh, yeah. So that next scene is like you said, Carol apologizing to shitty bow girl or semi competent bow girl, whatever. She proves herself by the end of this uh, for her role in the hilltop attack. Lydia tells Carol that she doesn't hate her. 
and that killing Alpha actually helped her a little bit. She still wants to be friends, but definitely not another surrogate daughter for Carol to murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was all I could think during this scene until she came back and said, I don't want you to be my mommy, essentially. <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, oh, God, we are going right back down this hole. Yeah, if you're ever with uh, if uh, Lydia, if you're ever with Carol and she wants to admire flowers, run, mm-hmm. run. Don't accept any don't cookies. Nope. Yeah, just just run in a zigzag pattern until you're you're safe. Uh, they they did a couple of like weird insert shots of like Carol furtively hiding a knife in her sleeve. Yeah, but like wh- that's just you're just gonna you just she should just be nonchalantly strapping the knife underneath her sleeve because you don't want the zombies to see it, but you or the whispers I guess crucially to see it. Um, but you want it there to protect. So I was like, I, but it felt like she's doing something underhanded the way it was filmed, mm-hmm. and I didn't get like what the deal was. Yeah, some something is not connecting there. Like I don't. I don't know where they're going because they don't do anything with that by the end of this episode. Right. So then everybody guts up and masks up and they're all going to head out into the horde. Uh, Negan. Oh, Greg Nicotero directed this episode. A lot of this stuff is starting to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just no, not all due respect to Mr. Nicotero and he deserves quite a bit. Not the show's strongest director. No, just really not, a, not a lot uh, of and, and the rain. Oh my god, it all makes sense. Dude. It all this is classic Nicotero. Classic <laughs> Nick. He's kind yeah. of the Ed Wood. He's really fascinated by the zombie stuff, and he likes that stuff to look gross. And he's very talented at it. But like the details, man, the details are like <laughs> water through his fingers. He's and not not really able to hold on to. There's it. actually a scene where they're walking the cart down the path, and day turns to night. Uh, yeah, pretty instantly. So there's really that. sudden day night transition. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, classic, classic Nicotero. Nicotero. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're all gutting up and masking up to go onto the horde. Negan tells Daryl that he's not uh going because too many of the whispers would recognize him. Essentially, Daryl calls bullshit, but Negan stays behind anyway. Uh, they test their camouflage in the zombie airlock, and then wade into the horde. Uh, I liked this zombie airlock. I don't know what building would need a room like this, but it oh, was really cool. Vestibules, right? Yeah, like a lot of places have vestibules like this. That's what they're called, right? Like a mud room in a hospital? What do you need that for? Not a mud room. You just have like a you <laughs> know, like an was. entry, and then like a like a little corridor that like keeps the heat and air conditioning in. It uh, hmm. no, I, I thought that was, but it's it's yeah, the idea of it's a zombie like airlock, you know. Yeah, I like we've it. been watching a, a lot of for all mankind, a lot of the expanded all like, yeah, I'm like this is literally just a zombie airlock. Yeah. Um, I, I so I we kind of glossed over the plan and maybe for people who are just listening to the podcast and not watching, trying to be mindful of this growing segment of our audience. Uh, we're still a little hazy, but apparently there is some wagon that's hooked up and there's four groups of survivors and they're dividing the radio shack parts needed to make this plan work amongst the survivors so they have a better chance of getting getting there but they don't um, but which doesn't, the, the, that's doesn't really completely ineffective because he luke says i he need them all. all of these parts to get there if right. any if of you, you four fail, identical batches of parts then then you would actually exactly. be doing something here but yeah. um but all the you know maybe one person can't carry them all so whatever but Jerry like they're gonna have to them. ask i would think uh, or you get the skinniest guy and you dress him up like Jerry, you know, and then, you know, because like Jerry carrying a bunch of that shit would look just like I don't know if the zombies would would that would fool him. 
But yeah. but they're gonna like go through this wagon that's got the thing that they described as a Pied Piper approach. So they're gonna lead the zombies away to some kind of don't talk about what, but some kind of uh, impending doom. <laughs> um, that that's their plan here. That's why they're sending the survivors out in the zombie airlock. I also thought that that's the other thing that didn't make sense to me. Um, how not aware are the whispers that like this door opened and survivors come out of this tiny checkpoint? Mm-hmm. Like I kind of felt like maybe the four survivor group should have gone into four different exits. Um, because yeah, it just seems like the whispers are just really hands off on this siege, man. Like, yeah, well, no one's going to try to come out. Uh, even though yeah. like they know all of our t- tricks at this point and everybody knows the zombie guts trick at this point. Like mm-hmm. it just, yeah. Felt, yeah. felt very weird. No, mm-hmm. no perimeter security there. Didn't, they were not keeping a very good eye out. For sure. Uh, yeah, I find it hilarious that when they get out there, um, Jerry has to like hunch down because you think about it like, oh, they're trying to be all stealthy and blend in. But if there's a dude who's a foot taller than everybody else and he's just uh-huh. standing out with his clean face, not no uh-huh. mask or anything, he's going to stand out immediately. So he's like yeah. hunched down to the height of all the other walkers. It's great. Uh huh. Yeah, I also love Negan's description of Beta as the fee fifo asshole. Uh-huh. Uh, that was really funny. Um, there's a really moment with Daryl and Judith because Daryl has been talking about how he's really worried that he's not going to be able to make it back for her. Um, when she's there in the zombie airlock, he like puts his hand against the glass and she puts hers against it. Kind of like I thought that was a real nice moment. They're doing mm-hmm. doing a lot of Norman Reedus and uh, little ass kicker here. Yeah. Um, and I like what Daryl tells Negan. You got to put your ass on the line like everybody else if you want to be a part of this community, right? You can't. And not just and cl- this has yeah, been he- the pattern of Negan, right? He goes in, he tells somebody to do something that is sort of against the greater good here for the group mm-hmm. and, and is like a self-preservationist type move. And then they tell him no, uh, you know, and then he goes off and does the thing that is for the group eventually because... I guess this is the show's way of like teaching him, right? Um, he's he's still trying to be Negan. He's trying to be like this, yes, uh, selfish, you know, uh, guy who's not for the group. And then the group tells him, "Now nah, we're all for the group here. We're we're all the yeah. fist. You're gonna be the thumb or not?" Uh, and then he goes and and he turns into the thumb. And and from Negan's perspective, he's like, Jesus Christ, I saved the girl from the vicious thug beating that she's going to get. I saved the other girl from the blizzard of last year. Mm-hmm. I saved all your all bacon on a clandestine mission from Carol that she kind of welched on the terms of. And now you're wanting to be. But the thing he doesn't understand is like, yeah, the sacrifices never stop in a community like this. Rick would right. never be like, fuck, man, I did the last three life endangering missions. It's time for somebody. It's like, who is yeah. capable? Who can do it? Go and fucking do it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you're in and you'll never you can just pop up your prop up your feet and not not get dirty. Like, nah, like if you want that deal, break both of your legs or get paralyzed or something, because then probably the community will take care of you. But like yeah. he it's never like it's never going. You're you're always going to have to be a hero every single day as long as. You're living in a world as precarious as this. I don't think that Negan quite gets that yet. And you have to live for the community, not live for yourself. Um, they're not right in a place where they can afford to live for themselves. Um, that's what makes them strong. So, yeah, I, I like what they've been doing with Negan um, and him sort of being 
you know, tutored by the community uh, with their reactions to his suggestions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the disguises are working. They're out among the, the walkers. And with Lydia's help, they're picking whispers out of the horde and sniping them from the hospital. And Beta reacts by tightening the herd. So the walkers squeeze in, providing cover for the whispers. And Whisper tries to get up uh, the back stairs of the hospital, but they stumble onto a trap. And then the survivors fall back and barricade the door. I have some questions. Yeah. We've already talked about how all of these people are entirely too clean. Like yes. some of them have gory hoods that they pulled over their mat, but most of these people are going. Just bare-faced, mm-hmm. um, fresh-faced. Except for Kelly, who's uh, all in with the walker skin. Why is Kelly wearing a walker skin? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, everyone should be or no one should, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. understand the, the level of the disparity between, just like, ah, you know, kind of like, uh, get, your own, get your own take on it. Well, when they were starting uh, up, and then they were handing out the walker skins, like, they don't have enough, and then they open up the airlock, and I'm like, okay, they're going to collect a few more skins real quick. But then they don't. They just walk out there barefaced. And then the professor, uh, Luke, uh, the guy who plays him, clearly has grown out a full beard um, mm-hmm. in the year that he took off between this. And he's got visible tan lines where they've tra- they've trimmed <laughs> oh, his beard into the more shaped kind of beard. Uh-huh. And you wouldn't notice this except for his face is like shiny clean. He and lost a bunch Nick of weight. Taro's too, right up in there. To Yeah, I think yeah. that's the other thing is that he. Um, is not quite the professor that we remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very tense because I'm wondering, like, oh, who's going to be the first to die? Because I thought there'd be two to three. Yeah. And honestly, outside of the Oceanside girl, almost all the deaths are going to be somewhat painful. Um, I also love the Overwatch where they're just like, you know, w- you know, shooting arrows in uh, and whispers mm-hmm. asses. And when they start screaming, the side, like it's a, it's a major weakness that you've exploited amongst these. Like once, once you can identify them as not zombie, uh, the herd takes care of everything else. Um, and I liked Lydia's role in it too. You know, she's most familiar with them. Of course she can identify a Walker versus a whisper. Right. With binoculars. And she mm-hmm. knows about where in the herd they'd be for maximum yep. control. Yeah. It's, so she's given invaluable intelligence and that stuff, this stuff felt re- the, the really smart part of the yeah. show. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging that. Uh, I don't know what tidying in the herd does. It provides like, cover, I think, for the whispers. It it means the oh, shots would be a lot harder to take. I gotcha. I think it, 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 they they stick out less. Okay. Yeah. But like again, isn't the herd supposed to be doing something? Like the herd should be <sighs> like right. forcing its way into doors or so like I, I again I don't know what beta's plan. I don't think I ever figure out. Uh because like there is a skirmisher that forces their way up and gets exploded, but those are all like skin jobs. They're not like yeah. uh they're not like walkers. And also, Beta didn't order that. Like, mm-hmm. it'd be one thing. He's like, tighten the herd and send in the whatever. You know, send, send in the, the probes or I, I don't know. But, like, it all felt very kind of disconnected. And, like, Judith is just sitting there. I, it's just not surreal that, like, Judith opens up a door and there's a, just explosion. And, like, six feet away, there's, like, this dude with his head, like, face half blown off. Which is kind of a neat effect, like, seeing a whisperer with, like half of their zombie mask intact and then like blown down to like Gus Fring skull. That mm-hmm. was a pretty, I could see Nicotero like that, but like what does this door not barricade? Like, why isn't this door barricaded? You guys like yeah. r- rigged up a bunch of uh, pipe bombs and shit to explode. Are you thinking you might go down? The, like, I don't know. You, you clearly had your escape route down the, the elevator. So what the yeah. fuck? What, what's the geography of this battle? I don't know. And I wasn't sure why it was such a huge threat. 
uh, that you would have a couple of skin jobs coming up the stairs. Like mm-hmm. you got shotguns, you got shitty bow girl. It's a choke point, right? Yeah, you got you, you got hold lots the of high ground there. here. There's no reason to be scared of a couple of dudes running up the stairs, and no. yet they're all running for the hills. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seemed weird. Uh, I will say it. This has well. Well, let's save it because I think it's Beatrice. Anyway, uh, Negan tries to convince Lydia to slip out the back and gives her a skin mask. And then Negan makes his exit, but Lydia is still undecided, staring at the mask. Um, I like this again. All the all the things I said about you know Negan being confronted by the togetherness of the group uh, that surprises him. Also, the Walking Dead's borderline Max Richtering us with a leftovers theme uh, during this Lydia Negan oh. like her- heroism discussion. Like, oh. I'm like, yeah, this is this is this is borderline copyright infringement. But shit, it works, man. <laughs> it really, really amped up the emotion. And you can't yeah. tell really like at this stage, like. You can't tell if Negan is going to like r- abandon them or if he is going to do something heroic or, you know, obviously he takes the heroic option. But, um, I, yeah, I liked it, too. It's a little bit nebulous. Like he gives like, hey, here's your you can make your own choice. Here it is. You can get out of here. You can do this. You can do that. And I'm making my choice and starts repelling down and kind of leaves us to mm-hmm. wonder what what those choices are going to be. Yeah, especially after she's had this talk with Carol and Carol's telling her you need to, you know, make your own decisions, be your own person here. Uh, there, there's a lot like pushing her in a direction and she eventually makes the right choice. Uh, so we're, we go back outside. Everyone except for Carol and Beatrice have made it over to the edge of the horde out by the woods. And Beatrice gets eaten by a walker and then Carol spots Lydia escaping and takes her over to the group. Oh boy, does Beatrice ever get eaten? I this is yeah, some of man. the best zombie gore. I, I love a good dismemberment when the zombies yeah. are eating you and tearing the legs off, like tearing your legs and arms. And I the, didn't know this, her name, but she died well. Deconstructed, yeah, Beatrice. Um, That's great. Also, I love how Beatrice is going down, and she's like, "Carol, Carol, just take it, go." You don't have to tell Carol twice, but Carol's right. already a football <laughs> field away. She didn't even look back, man. She's like one of those old ladies at the mall, fast walking away, like as fast as she can get away with from his from his uh, 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 still maintaining her zombie cover. Yeah, um, she looked yeah, back to also, see the, the dismemberment. She was she was on that zombie gore train. She didn't care about you. Yeah. Um, and I thought it's like, oh, man, uh, I was wondering how she's going to get the backpack because I could see a whisper had picked it up. And I'm like, huh, that's smart because they know the whispers know that the humans are up to something. So they're going to you know, try to, but no, it's, it's, it's Lydia. And I, yeah. I just, I, one more time, I'm just really annoyed. Nicotero, what the fuck? What the fuck? You're the one that obsesses over the zombie gore. You did this scene and you can't get your stars dirty. You can't mm. like smear blood and get, and, and, and yeah. guts in their hair because like, it really bothers me that not only do the such zombies notice, but certainly the fucking humans that there's a ton of them. Mm-hmm. There's so many whisperers left. Uh, there's no, I don't believe that they just walk through with a dirty poncho and don't get fucked. Like the, the, they, yeah. the well, I mean, I, I would have believed it, but like two or three more of them had to die. And it's really disappointing that this was a very inherently tense scene that just literally another hour in makeup would have for everybody would have made this uh, into an A plus scene. And I don't know why they didn't do it except for Nick yeah. as a lazy fuck. I, yeah but this is stuff he usually sweats you know i know i know the gore 
you'd think he'd want buckets of gore for these actors, yeah. but no. Yeah. Uh, the whispers try to chop their way. Uh, they begin chopping their way through the barricades in the hospital. Uh, real, just a real quick scene. I think we should go ahead and take one more break and then come right back. Here are the highlights coming up this week on Bald Move. For Prestige, me and Aaron are still extending our Shogun Afterglow with part three of our discussion of the 1980s TV miniseries. Last week absolutely shocked our sensibilities with Lord Toronaga doing the tango. What delights and horrors will await us this week? Then for Pulp, this Friday, join us for our latest prep session for House of the Dragon Season 2 as we take another look at the key differences between the text of Fire and Blood the on-screen action for season one and what they mean for the character's story and setting get your valerian steel sharpened for the new season you can find these and many other great podcasts by searching for bald move pulp or bald move prestige in your favorite podcast app Madman and father of Mad Max, George Miller, is back with another apocalyptic tale from the Australian wastelands. This time we're getting a prequel featuring the origin story of Charlize Theron's character Furiosa, starring the Queen's Gambit's Anya Taylor-Joy in the title role and the mighty Thor Chris Hemsworth as the warlord Dr. Dementis. Furiosa promises more high-octane, slightly radioactive action and fun. Furiosa drives in the theaters on May 24th, and we'll have our spoiler-free thoughts and impressions of the film, as well as a discussion of trailers and upcoming movies for everyone. But if you want to ride with us the full length of the podcast on the eternal highways of Valhalla, shiny and chrome, you're going to have to be a club member. Join today at support.baldmove.com. Get our full discussion of Furiosa and many more first-run films, plus tons of other bonus podcasts and ad-free feeds. Support.baldmove.com. All right, next up, the radio kicks on. The walkers begin following the cart. Uh, they're kind of strolling down the road, and then the whispers uh, throw a nail bomb into the hospital, and Gabriel's wrath begins to overcome his mercy. It's a look on his face here that really says, oh, you fuckers. I love the axe busting down the scene. It's like a, it's a cross between Shining, the yeah. Shining and like Balin's tomb in Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings. Uh, I'm like, why? Yeah, like all the shitty bow girls and boys, like start shooting arrows through the gap. Mm-hmm. The whispers are smart enough. As soon as they get a gap here, eat one of these nail bombs, you fuckers. Um, and man, it 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 kills all. It kills like half the people guarding that hallway. I think uh, Gabe and the unnamed shitty bow girl Mark Three mm-hmm. uh, are the only survivor of the car- corridor carnage. But yeah, he's uh, he takes a grim grim edge that Father Gabriel. Uh. Can I ask you about the this cart? So one thing I didn't think of when I was watching this episode is you've got the walkers coming in, surrounding the place, uh, whispers everywhere, and they don't notice that there's a cart on the edge, like clearly hooked up to that. horses, like ready well, to go. That's the, the horses is a good question. Because like, why would the horses. zombies pass horses? Because we know zombies love to tackle horses and pull them apart. That's like zombies will eat horses. Pilot episode, pilot episode, the walking dead establishes that. Uh, that's a damn good question. If it's just a cart with no horses that, that can make a certain amount of sense. Then Maybe, who would have pulled uh, it? Jerry, Jerry could have pulled well, that. There could have been, 
There could have been dialogue that the horses were off site and they put like, I believe the eight people could push a fucking cart a uh, half mile to where horses are hidden. But like it. Yeah. With a big herd like that, it does kind of make you wonder what the hell. Um, yeah. There's and a I, I also would have believed that they, they had take- they had a uh, uh, like one last car left that that they've got full with a tank of uh, corn ethanol or something. Yeah. Um, and then they wouldn't have to worry about that problem. But yeah, again, it's it's a little little weird. What do you think of the choice of music? The Talking Heads classic burning down the house. I liked it. Uh-huh. It's, it's the best song that they've chosen for this series in about two seasons. Right. So, yeah, I liked it. Because it can't be something like real on the nose, you know, <laughs> I, I think that would have been right. an end. But like something kind of goofy and offbeat that's still kind of a little apocalyptic but ending things, you know, I thought I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, they probably could have played the the Wizard of Oz song when they're skipping down the the off the seat of wizard. Yeah, the golden uh, street, <laughs> the, the yellow, yellow brick road. road. Jesus Christ, <laughs> the golden street, you know, the one Dorothy yeah. pissed on. That's what it is. Oh, uh, God. My brain full of, full of holes. Uh, all right. The Whispers are using walkers as shields uh, to approach the music cart. And the survivors are trying to protect the cart. But the wheels literally fall off, which I think is not part of the trap. It's just the blacksmith made a shitty cart. <laughs> then the survivors run away as the Whispers destroy the speakers. And Lydia suggests, look, I can, I can do it. I can lead the walkers away toward the cliff. And so they all spring into action. I thought that this was um, this these uh, whispers skirmishing with the cart, I thought was pretty effective because, you know, it's yeah. a it's a smash cut the night, which is unfortunate. <laughs> right. And, you know, this again was a, a hypothetical hour long episode. They could have done a lot of tension with like they're you know, they're making good time and hey, it's working. But then you see the sun setting and Daryl's like, oh, it's going to be a lot harder to cover it when these woods are dark. Yeah. And then you see it happening, but it just smash cuts to dark and the whiz, the the whispers are in full like assault. I like I actually like that the they have some kind of device that could run up and like, you know, like a like a grapple hook to attach to the wheel that then pulls to a tree and pulls the wheel off. I thought that was pretty fucking slick. Mm-hmm. Um I'm kind of amazed that the the survivors didn't have a better defense for it, you know. This is why escort missions suck in video games cuz they're hard. Yeah. They're really hard. Yeah. You got the slow thing. It can't go faster. If it does, they lose the zombies. Yep. Um, and you're, yeah, I also thought it was really kind of like a grim, kind of like a parody of like uh, the militia tactics they were using where the uh, whispers would rush up and grab one of the frontline zombies and just start pushing it towards them. And that zombies just soaking up arrows and soaking up arrows. Yeah. Pretty, 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 pretty smart. Uh, again, the whispers punched above what I thought their weight class would. Mm-hmm. Uh, in direct combat and they're all very committed they are yeah i mean like i i this was a suicide i i took this as to be a suicide mission like i don't think those whispers mm-hmm. are like once they climbed up the the shack and started axing that stuff they're not they don't make it out alive right probably yeah they're on they're on a wooden cart in a sea of zombies that now sees them as not zombie yeah. And they're going to get torn alive. Um, and like throughout the episode, you see the whispers are still committed to the beta. Like they talk about being together. I think that's actually the whispers and not the the the, the fever dreams of the walkers talking to him. But mm-hmm. I thought this was cool and effective. Yeah. Um, you know, it's undermined immediately by them talking with Lydia in the pouring rain and nothing happening to their walker costumes. Um, 
And, and like uh, when you put it in perspective and say, okay, so we've got this cart, which has been walking probably for hours, given the, the time of day change, right? It has to be miles away. It's going to take these walkers hours to get back to the hospital. And Daryl's calling it in. Like there's an imminent walker attack to Gabriel. And, and I'm like, well, it's going to take them hours to get back. They've exposed all mm-hmm. of the whispers who were outside the hospital. So now just mm-hmm. take it to the whispers because they don't have mm-hmm. their camouflage. They don't have their protections. Their, their fist is broken. So right. it, it, I don't know. The timing of this doesn't work out given what we see on screen. Yeah. Yeah. But they have, I guess it opens just enough a wind of a window for Gabriel to get everybody out because they couldn't do that with the walkers around. Right. Like, they rappel down the elevator shaft that's surrounded by the walkers and they don't have a zombie suit. They're fucked. So. Yeah, it just, I, I, the whispers never struck me as the real threat here. It was the horde. And so once the horde is gone, I, I feel like yeah, that's true. the combined forces of Oceanside, Alexandria, whatever's left of Hilltop and Kingdom could easily mm. take the whispers. They have, for God's sake, they have ranged weapons, uh, yeah. shotguns, you know, ammo. They... They've got everything they need to little, take on yeah, the whispers yeah, yeah. here I, who I, only have knives. I think you're right. I think they could have right. thrashed him, but they didn't. They ran. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Gabriel at least gets to thrash one of them. Uh, he picks up a shotgun and goes on what seems to be a suicide mission after giving Judith a message for Rosita. The rest of them slip out the back while Gabriel takes on uh, a couple of whispers with a shotgun, kills one, but then he gets pinned. Uh, before they can kill him, though, Maggie, Aaron, and some crazy masked blade freak show up and save him. Uh, like you said, Casey Jones shows up. Th- this is a little yeah. ridiculous, but I don't know. It works. For uh, sure. Yeah. Um, I Again, I think Gabriel should have died. It would have been a more effective show had Gabriel died. More dramatically effective. It, yeah. it would have completed his arc beautifully. Um, and, and if I also, I was disappointed that he really just got one shotgun off. Yeah. Like he provided no cover for the survivors. Like I was expecting a Boromir, like, you know, like pouch, pouch, pow, two of them finally get to him. Then he starts button heads and then like maybe one of them stabs him in the leg and he kills that. Like it's something, something. But this was like. It felt very perfunctory, like, oh, one guy shot yeah. uh, and I'm going to start swinging. Then I'm going to go down and like I'm just dead. And, and Casey Jones survived. Uh, um, yeah, yes, I mean, Gabriel, Casey Jones. We've laughed at Gabriel at the last minute in the past, right, for being a, not a great soldier. Um, you know, he's he's the man of God. He's the man of words, not the man of action. So. He's really I, leveled up this season, though. Have you seen him? Have you seen him with his milky eye and his, grim, and his grim face and yeah, his black and his unforgiven uh, speeches? Sure. I, yeah, yeah, I've seen all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the shotgun is designed to kind of, I mean, this, this, this should be just cutting these guys down in close quarters. So I, I should know. be. It's good. I'm going to say but, he's not uh, the most confident I'm glad. I, I guess I'm glad. I'm glad I, he didn't die. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it felt a little, a little all kind of, again, just kind of happening just so, just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, also, did you look up what he said to Rosita? Uh, I've, yes, but I, I, I don't know. I guess it just means you're my other half. That, 
that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you're it's, the other half of my orange. Yeah. I've I've never heard that romantic expression it, before. It's also strange in a relationship that involves Rosita and Sadiq that he would say, you're my other half, um, because they're quarters at best. Mm, okay, know. thirds like, now uh, that Sadiq's gone, sure. There, if you summon just like the, I don't, I don't think you have to deal in the step parent relationship into the discussion of mm. the, your mate completing you. You know, like obviously Sadiq's not the other half of Orange. If she, if he was, they'd be married. You know, they'd be together. How about Eugene? Um, <laughs> Eugene's the other half of someone's circus peanut. Uh, <laughs> the other half of someone's peep. Which hey, hey, you know what? If you like circus peanuts, that's uh, that's that's what you want. That's what you want to find. If you are a circus peanut, uh, me, yeah, I'll stick with the oranges. But uh, yeah. yeah, maybe Stephanie's a circus peanut. Okay, somebody should have. More people should have died in this episode. Minor complaint. I agree. I agree. But we got we got the whole final 24 episode season to kill like everybody off, except for, of course, Carol and Daryl. Jesus. All season long. Every time they put, the, you know, a smart writer will not put those people in danger because right. or it'll be like minor because like no one's going to buy it. We'll see how many times Carol and Daryl are put into direct danger this next season, because that's going to that'll 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 be kind of tedious. Or just constantly put them into danger. I don't know. It could be fun if just like every single episode, there's a life-threatening situation involving both of them. Yeah, it turns into Adam West Batman. You yeah. Know? How, the, how will Carol and Daryl possibly <laughs> escape this? Tune in next zombie time. Same zombie time, same zombie channel. I could endorse them going down that road. All right, yeah. Either you got to either do less silly or more silly. There's yeah. no, this, the, this amount of silly that you're at with them is, is, is not going to hold. Uh, you know what's not silly? This next scene, I really like Daryl stalking through the horde, killing whispers oh, yeah. while Beta's just like looking around, flummoxed. He's got no idea. Uh, that would be this would be a good video game mode, wouldn't it? Like oh, survivors moving yeah. through a zombie horde, knife and whispers. Did that you, would be fucking cool. Did you ever play Assassin's Creed? Yeah, two? I, I, was it two? I or Brotherhood? Maybe there, there's one of them where. One of the multiplayer modes is a bunch of people who are disguised uh, as yeah 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 you you know monks in this big crowd of monks or whatever and or you have to assassinate the others plagued, yeah 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 without uh-huh. getting assassinated yourself so it's like a, this right. game of cat and mouse it's really cool and this reminded me of that oh shit that would be a really fun Walking Dead's not really exploited their video game properties the way they could be no they've got know, that like bridge the, builder game or whatever that. Yeah, it was uh, like I a, saw a bridge architect about or whatever. It's and they had, the, the Telltale games were a cool. lot of fun. We played through those. But like, yeah, imagine like uh, some kind of uh, battle, a uh, battle royale things, you know, 64 players, half of them zombies, half of them humans. The humans turn into <laughs> zombies awesome. as they go. Or you can have a whisperer mode there. Yeah, it, yeah. It, there's a lot of things they could have done at the height of its popularity. It's probably not still too late, but yeah, chop, chop, you know, you got one more season. Uh, so Negan finds Beta in the crowd and takes him on. He gets his ass handed to him, but Daryl comes in just in time to save him. And as Beta's being eaten, he sees a flashback of Alpha. And then with his mask off, Negan recognizes Beta and Daryl says, nah, I don't know that guy. He's, he's nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Again, the, the hey shithead in Whisper <laughs> Zombie Speak was ch- choice. The twin knives right into this dude's skull. Uh, and there's such an angle that I believe that it wouldn't kill him instantly. 
And it also yeah, yeah. kind of sort of pays off with these two eyes. I see the truth. As I was going to say, what now, do zero eyes see, Beta? Yeah, <laughs> like now the world's really laid bare. And, and there's like, it is poetic. Like, they, they were going Beta for something. Good, they gave Beta a good death. Like, you know, his yeah. like joyful, almost weeping, embracing his congregation as they're starting to eat him. And mm-hmm. It's it's pretty pretty good and like I, I was wondering like is there going to be a point where he starts screaming but nah he was like committed this was this is what he wanted it um, really makes me think that they wasted the really great death on Beatrice though because she's like a nobody we don't care about and they haven't shown her in two seasons and then you got Beta mm-hmm. who should be the guy who just gets torn apart right like. In his final moments, he should be proven wrong about everything he thought, where the zombies aren't going to like turn him and he's not going to become one of them. They're just going to rip him to pieces. That's yeah. I, you just talked me into it because I'm like, I don't know. I kind of like the fact that it's almost a peaceful death for him. But you're right. Like it, the, they, the show needs they to tear him apart. They deny, <laughs> they deny his his yeah. like being. He's not going to be a guardian. You're not going to be shit. Right. You're just gonna be you're just gonna rot here because they tore you literally limb from limb, piece to piece. Yeah, yeah, that'd have been cool. I would have liked it. Anyway, uh, Lydia leads the walkers to the cliff, and Carol rolls up and tells her to leave, and she takes over. And then she approaches the edge and she waits for the walkers to force her over it. The last second, though, Lydia grabs her and they huddle behind a rock together as a horde passes over the cliff. Carol thanks Lydia for saving her and Lydia tosses her mask over the cliff as well. A lot of this stuff really worked, but it just, I, it's a little silly that they play this like kind of, uh, no, 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 you, no, 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 me, no, 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 you, no, 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 you, I, I insist, I insist like those really polite chipmunks and like, what was it? Warner brothers. Uh, no, no, no. I insist you take the. I I felt like it was a little weird because it also was obvious to me that like they could have just yeah like just walk to the side and the zombies would have kept going over the cliff like it's a mm-hmm. self-sustaining thing at that point yeah um or again like I the the the, the, the perfect thing would have been for Carol to die uh to save Lydia and if they didn't mm-hmm. have a spinoff around Melissa McBride that's exactly what would have happened that would have been the better dramatic uh a moment. Uh, but like I, I thought the whole like oh it's a suicide mission that never felt plausible to me. Like if you can't figure out how to like get out of the you know just just trip over and fall at the last minute and maybe you get walked on by a couple of zombies, but like they're yeah yeah I don't know it, it felt like an empty threat. Um, the CGI was pretty nice. It. It like, was this okay. was one of the nicer CGI sets that they did. Uh, I don't know where on the East Coast you can have this colossal cliff that plunges into a river but uh probably yeah. why the cgi did if it was if it was they, they could find that place in georgia or they'd probably filmed it there it's probably like yeah. appalachian mountains or something i don't know how would you like to be the downstream community got this nice yeah. river it's clean safe drinking water and suddenly ten thousand stinking zombies <laughs> are damming it up <laughs> right you're all getting sick you don't know why Maybe that's season 11. Like, who the fuck yeah. put the zombie dam upstream of us? We're going to find them and we're going to kill them. And we're morally justified because they're total assholes, right? Yeah, that'll be that'll be that'll be really funny. It does raise questions about season 11. Maybe we can talk about those uh, as we get to the end of this. And I'm sure there will be stuff on that in the feedback episode, too. Um, but yeah, they, they also oh. ruin a lot of the tension with, uh, you know, knowing about the spinoff, but also 
I, I couldn't get my mind off them just taking off their masks, them just mm. huddling here behind this rock as normal humans. Yeah, talk, talking about their After feelings and thoughts and their futures and hopes and dreams. And yeah. <laughs> none of the walkers stop and go, hey, wait a second, there's a meal here. Uh huh. Yeah, so I think I think, man, all of her death predictions are in shambles because I thought this I thought this uh, season oh, finale yeah. would have more, you know, gonad fortitude, no nope. uh, ovarial or testicular. Like neither of us even mentioned Beatrice. <laughs> right, right, and we were like, you know, of like, you know, uh, like what was it like? I think it was either Lydia or Negan. Like one of those is mm-hmm. a lock to die. I forget. We had a couple of pairings and I'm just like, yeah, no, well, they're just not going to kill anybody now. Cause I thought like, yeah. okay, well, Lydia, this is kind of an interesting arc for her too, because maybe, you know, she's, she feels responsible for Henry's death, that she's probably right. That it's going to be a long road for people to trust her. You know, um, like yeah, this is kind of like a noble sacrifice kind of thing. The idea that nobody would die and they're just like, oh, we could just lay down here. That's mm-hmm. no big deal. Uh, little, uh, little bit of a letdown. I think we called beta dying. That seemed inevitable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's the, the one we got correct. Yeah. It's the only other death in this entire episode, isn't it? In fact, we had a resurrection. Like not oh, not right. just not not just another the, the lack of deaths. We had like a net total of zero people dying this episode because someone that kind of started to feel like uh, maybe they're just going to get Ma- uh, maybe a negative peeved. one. I thought Virgil might have just like died on that island, but he's off you, running around now. You're right. You're right. He's decided to swim. Yeah, apparently. I guess or had a, a they established that they had no boats, no boats on that island. Right. I don't Dude. Oh, uh, he had a super secret second boat that mm-hmm. you just need a little bit of elbow grease to. I guess he turned into a boat. Is that a thing? Maybe he did a a, a quiet place part too, and just kind of drifted over. Just found a found a plank or a float and just kind of drifted over. Yeah, had faith in the whole process. Anyway, the survivors recover. Maggie's reunited with uh, some girl. Who the fuck is this? I don't remember, man. It's been so long. It's weird the the number of people that they did show her like they had a pretty good Father Gabriel Maggie reunion, mm-hmm. especially it was on the cuff in the middle of action. But like. They couldn't get Lauren Cohen in the same room as Norman Reedus. No. Or Center Melissa contract. McBride. He stinks. He's too much of a method actor. He stinks. <laughs> I, I I felt like the the people that she was like joyous about seeing Aaron is nice to see her and Aaron you know like uh, rubbing elbows again but like yeah there was a lot of also like oh Judith you're Judith I know you but like RJ get the fuck out of here who are who right. are you even like she's just completely not even making eye contact let alone putting it there's a, just a lot of kind of yeah. like I was wondering if Judith would know her it, it depends on when she left during that flash forward you know it was a long flash forward but also. True. She left sometime during it, and I don't really know when. So maybe, I think they, yeah, it's not plot. Like she'd probably heard or maybe seen like paintings of her or whatnot, pictures maybe. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a we. Yeah, but like, there's a lot of people that she should have had moments with and didn't have moments with. Yeah, and that was a that's. But, but there's plenty. There's plenty of time. There's a whole whole season, whole six more episodes to go. In sure. Fact. Uh, so Carol returns and tells everybody, "Hey, it's over. The walkers went off the cliff." And everybody breathes a sigh of relief. And then Carol and Daryl also share a moment, which I liked. 
What do you think Kara? So in the final analysis, Jim, what do you think Kara wanted? Because I've got a pretty good idea. (laughs) To, hmm. To not have kids to either accidentally or intentionally murder. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I think they, I think she wanted, I think she wanted to die in in a way that saved the community, preferably. And Lydia Uh, changed her mind uh, before the end of it. Yeah. She, 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 she brought her, brought her off of that. That's what I think. That's what I think. Cause she, she, I think that's what the other episode implied, but Carol didn't want to die a meaningless death. Okay. She just want to die out in the middle of the woods when their community is still in danger. But I do think she doesn't, she just is tired of being alive and, and being tangled in the, the, the web of these people's lives. Uh, I, yeah. I think she's just afraid to get close to and Yeah. I think that's, that's what they're implying heavily here. And she made the brave choice to keep living, uh, because she's got someone that depends on her now, not as a mom, but as something and, <laughs> sure. and Daryl that depends on her, but boy, he'd sure it'd be, be sad if she was gone. Mm-hmm. and uh you know them hugging it out and uh, implying new mexico still out there maybe someday maybe maybe two seasons from now daryl yeah. maybe sometime in say fall of 2022 <laughs> new mexico will will beckon yeah maybe when we don't that- have these ties to a pro- production that is ending is that where the show goes new mexico because probably new- I think it's interesting. Shout out New Mexico, the other world, uh, you know, United States renowned place where you can shoot cheaply. That's not L.A. You know? Yeah. 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 Breaking Bad did, did furrowed a lot of, you know, they, they plowed a lot of fields mm-hmm. and, and domesticated that as far as. Uh, so, yeah, you could do you, uh, you could film all beautiful places in around uh, 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 Albuquerque and, and, and do just fine. And I, I have a real I have a feeling that's why they name checked it. Yeah, it's not Vancouver. Be. It's not L.A. It's not New York. It's just just a cheap place you can go film. That's not that's not those places. Uh, so then. Connie wakes up in the woods looking pretty worse for wear and stumbles around <laughs> for a while and then collapses on a road where Virgil finds her. Yeah, Kevin Murphy himself. She looked like such a zombie. I was like, why are they showing this zombie coming to life? And yeah. when it was finally her, I'm like, I had to look it up and make sure it was Connie because like I, that she's like really buried under a lot of crusty Walker looking stuff. Yeah, uh, sure. Damn. I can't tell if like the explosion charred her because uh, there's like a lot of flaking going on or if that's like it's a lot dirt of like, yeah, or leaves. I think, yeah, a lot of cake. But she does. She does almost look like a Bugs Bunny character that had a shotgun blow up in their face. Yeah. Or a stick of dynamite, which appropriate because that's essentially what happened. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what Virgil and her are going to do because I, I don't know. I don't know. Virgil, man, he's an unstable guy and she is barely alive. So. Yeah, I was like, yeah, in my notes, it's like Virgil, she, she, Virgil happens upon her. Yay? Question mark. Right. Like, is she saved? I mean, like, uh, Father Gabriel put him, put him into the thumb category mm-hmm. of good people, but, uh, this guy's complicated. Here, Connie, I, you look worse for wear. Have some tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, have an apple. <laughs> have a vision quest i i don't know Trip what he's gonna balls. do that's what you need to do now right uh when you're dehydrated the best thing you can do for yourself is trip 
Uh, so then the final scene is Eugene's group making it to the meeting location, but they arrive after the deadline and Eugene's shouting to anyone who might hear. Unfortunately, greetings. No I am Eugene Porter. It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I love this so much. She's like, you guys have any code? And he's just like belts out like, yeah, mm-hmm. challenge to all. Uh, Eugene decides that no, in fact, we're not going to give up. We're going to sit here and they'll keep tracking the people they know are in the area until they find them. Suddenly, the lights flip on and a ton of stormtroopers surround them, shouting for them to drop their weapons and they comply. This paint, this paintball game got really out of hand, really mm. out of hand. They don't know about the apocalypse. Their paintball game has been going on for a decade now. Right. It's been raging. Yeah. yeah. I so I got a couple of notes. Uh, I instinctively <laughs> yeah. don't trust train depots. Yeah. In the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when after when, Terminus. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. When uh, when when King Ezekiel is like, hey, we should we should uh, hole up one of these boxcars. I'm like, no, no, that's how it starts. That's mm-hmm. how it gets you. They're going to lock you up in there and they're going to start cutting stakes off your ass. At the very least, uh, go into the A, the B car, not the A car, because we know yeah, what happens in the A car. Want, right. Nothing, nothing good. Um. Also, I love how Eugene got all dolled up for this. He's got like <laughs> right. a shirt with a collar. Canadian He's got a bolo tie. It's a He's Canadian got the tux, right? Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, you're right. He's got his best, uh, you know, country western fedora on mm-hmm. uh, with his with his courting feather in. Like he's he's a dapper little fuck. This guy, it's this Eugene. It's it's really he is. He's peacocking oh, yeah. it. Hell yeah! That I mean, it's a lot, but it's he's if he's going to be someone's <laughs> other half of a circus peanut, he's not going to do it by dressing like an orange. So. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's he's he's put it all out oh, there. Oh shit! Stormtroopers in a zombie apocalypse. Well, say what you will, but you know what? A, a zombie ain't gonna bite through that armor. That's true. It's very effective. It looks ridiculous. It feels mm-hmm. completely out of place in this survival uh, world that they're in. But yes, there will be no biting. Yeah, and I, the the white is like okay. Well, if zombies are the primary threat, which hasn't been the case for a long time. Still, like, what's what's the harm of painting that stuff camo, man? Mm-hmm. Like, then then you can you're proof against zombies and you're you're hard to spot in the woods. Uh, and for mobility's sake, like, look the army, the military, the the navy, the marines, the air force. It, we have so many pieces of body armor out there that you can right. just strip uh, from mm. any location you go to. It's uh, hit up any army surplus store. You're gonna find just as protective of of gear, and it's gonna be far more mobile. Uh, I won't restrict yeah. your movements like this plasticky bullshit. They do this in the movies because it looks cool, not because it's effective. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, Star Wars, uh, the stormtroopers might as well be naked. Um, <laughs> right. What, so what do you think? Do you have any surmisal about this group? Uh, because the thing that I think you're supposed to scream is that this is a well-equipped group. They are still using weapons. In fact, it looks like they've even modified. Like, this kind of... uh, It's got a big old bayonet so that you can go melee with zombies. Clearly designed for zombie protection. Uh, Clearly expensive. Um, And they're full suits. These aren't ragtag. Like, these aren't, like, you know, 10 Mm -hmm. years of wear and tear on stuff. Like, I think you're supposed to understand that this is a, a, a rung or two above the civilizational food chain from Alexandria. And I think with 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 um, Eugene giving that like you'll find people and assimilate them like we always do, like the idea that you might be forcibly assimilated Mm -hmm. into a world order that like 
maybe isn't a hellhole like like a, the savior, but like maybe is a little bit more fashy than you want it to be. Like I, that's what I. The other thing is when I see people in white stormtrooper armor, I'm thinking, yeah, oh yeah, this is authority. This is going to be an authoritarian state, right? You know, at the very but, least, it's not going to be the civilization that you were building. It's the civilization that someone right. else is building, and whether that lines up with your ideals, you have to figure that out. You know, but maybe there's benefits to that. Like for example, mm-hmm. maybe they have chemotherapy in this society. Yeah. Um, because your agrarian kind of like constitutional republic uh, is you know hasn't progressed. So I, I'm I'm very curious to see like what is going to be the story of next season. Is it going to be the survivors kind of wanting to fight for an individuality against the you know is is this going to be like you know a, a, the governor 3.0 or is it going to be kind of like authoritarian light or is it going to be just like well it, there's maybe even nothing wrong with these people. We just we just like what we're doing and we want the freedom to live this way instead of but I, I don't know I'm, I'm curious to what's the conflict where the conflict is going to be in the next the, the season to come yeah I mean one way or another Eugene got catfished and I'm happy to see that because he was being just a, an act, absolute imbecile uh, you think he got Stephanie catfished stuff. you think Stephanie was uh, trying to this this is a long con I mean unless that's Stephanie under that stormtrooper armor yeah, yeah well, I, I thought so. that like the fact that he shows up here and he starts bellowing his name, like maybe if there's a near, uh, but, but yeah, it does feel like they were waiting for somebody. I mean, there are a couple of possibilities, right? Like this is a separate meeting location outside of like, you know, the influence of this civilization and Stephanie brought them there knowing that they would get the drop on them. Um, mm-hmm. Or, she brought them to a location where she knew that her civilization would get the drop on them anyway. Like that's the thing. Like if, if Stephanie had showed up and like started talking to them and said, Hey, I just want you to know, like we're, there's going to be a vetting process here. We're going to have to take, right. we're approach newcomers very seriously. You could probably understand that given everything you've been through. That would be the non catfish version of this. This feels like a catfish version, but okay, maybe not. I agree. I actually agree with that analysis. Um, the other, the only other thing, but it kind of beggars the imagination is Stephanie is unaware of this white stormtrooper group. And it's just, oh, a yeah. coincidence. I don't think she be. is. I think she's very aware of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She so called them in knowing that would happen, but we'll see. Yeah. I guess nobody really knows yet. Right. This is the last episode of the main storyline that has aired so far. We've got, six bonus episodes coming up um, that have already aired. So people have seen those, but they're kind of capsule episodes. They're capsule, but I do like just looking at the looking at the f- description of the next episode. It does feel like maybe the, the plot will be moved forward a little bit. A little. It does seem like yeah. there's a lot of like, or maybe it's just all catching up with Maggie and Georgie and all that kind of stuff. But like some of the description felt like, no, this is actually not as bodily as I thought it would be or mm-hmm. Um, or, or maybe it's mostly bottle, but there's like an intro and outro to kind of connects everything together. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, we are though going to take a few weeks off, mm-hmm. uh, because what we really want to do is we want to come back. Uh, so we're not going to be doing walking dead until Tuesday, July 13th. So it's about six weeks out. Uh, we're going to come back with season 10 episode 17, which is the first of the six bonus episodes. And that will carry us right up to the live premiere of season 11. Uh, which is in August 22nd, I believe. 
Uh, so yeah, that that should have everybody as maximum excited and have uh, as 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 much people uh, subscribe to the feed as we possibly can before it goes live. And then our plan, like we haven't fully figured it out, but like I think we're going to have like probably some sort of either live watch or instant take um, with instant talk. We're going to have the main show, and then we're probably going to have keep continue doing the feedback show too uh, later in the week. That gives people more time, gives us more time to process the feedback. We're going to integrate, continue to try to integrate stereo. You know, we're hoping that like more people pick that up as we get into the live stuff and more people are paying attention. If not, probably discard stereo, you know? Yeah, it's uh, a lot of trouble if if, if there's no payoff It's a a lot of trouble, but we're also going to try to polish it up and get it working a little bit better and off, off, uh, off time too. But uh, yeah, that's our plan. Um, But we do have feedback. Uh, that we're going to have later out this week. So it's not the last episode yet, but it will be. But yeah, we will. We're going to we're going to kind of mothball this feed as soon as we're done with the feedback episode. It's going to be out later this week. We finally got to everybody's emails at watching dead at bald move dot com. We're going to have uh, I already see there's three people waiting to talk to us on the stereo dot com slash bald move app. Uh, but we'll be back July 17th, a couple weeks after July 4th uh, with season 10, episode 17. I'm I'm pretty excited about these bottle episodes. I've heard great things. So uh, we'll see you back for feedback and then we'll see you back later this summer. And until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim later. Later.